Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thundercast. I'm Anthony Colasuno. Along with myself, Chevy Blackburn, and we have our guest, Seth Whitehouse. All right, guys, a lot of things have happened in SUU sports. Let's get into it. We're going to start off with cross country. Yeah, I'll get us started. Um, SU cross country went to the NCAA Mountain Regionals um, this past weekend. I believe it was on the 11th, 11th Wednesday, Thursday, Th- uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Um, and the Thunderbirds went there looking to qualify for the Nationals, and things didn't get really go their way. SU's men's team finished in 11th place out of 20 teams, and SU's women's team finished in 13th place. Santiago Gaten was the top finisher for the men in the 10K, uh, running to 56th. Uh, Isaiah Labor was right behind him um, in 59th place. Travis Feeney uh, also put up a solid finish there in 71st. On the women's side, Madison DeBoss had the best uh, performance for all Thunderbirds, finishing in 48th. And Soraya Hernandez was also up there, um, contending in there uh, in 55th place. So not the performance that SU Cross Country is looking for. They've just become accustomed to being in the Nationals every single year, even having like a couple of athletes qualify. But unfortunately... None of them will be moving on, um, which sucks, but it's still a pretty solid season um, for cross-country as a whole, in my opinion. Had some really good accomplishments for a very young team. We're talking uh, outside of Travis and Isaiah on the men's side. We're talking multiple freshmen, sophomores competing. So pretty solid year, but unfortunate. Yeah, I can kind of relate this to, like, you know, um, softball or soccer last year. Both teams were atrocious last year. And just development over, you know, offseason and all that stuff. And now soccer had their best season in program history. Softball is looking pretty good uh, just from, you know, recruiting standpoint, getting good transfers uh, for experience. And I think this can definitely happen for uh, – cross country and it's just also one of those things where you know you always qualify all the time so you kind of expect that result and when it doesn't happen it can be humbling you know um you know multiple times we see in high school football where sometimes a 3a school will defeat a 5a and the 5a school is like oh we're gonna beat them 50 to nothing or whatever and it ends up actually being the 3a school whooping their butt you know so it's just a humbling experience for them, and they'll come back stronger next year for sure. And completely agree with what you're saying. It's probably very humbling for them, but I don't. I think I kind of undersold the teams they were going up against. They competed against six top ten teams in the entire country in this regional. Just an absolutely loaded, fully stacked um, race they're going up against. Going up against NAU, New Mexico, BYU. Colorado teams that are just storied, uh, storied programs, and it was tough. But completely agree, as you said, it'll they'll come back next year, and it's something new that they haven't encountered before. So now they have to rebound and get better in the off season and fix it. So I think we'll head over to volleyball. Something we've been pretty much talking about a lot lately because of their. Chances in the playoffs for the WAC. Um, this past week, 
they played on Thursday, and that was against uh, SFA Stephen F. Austin, where they lost that game or that match down uh, one to three. And they also played number one UTRGV. Uh, UT Arlington, actually. UT Arlington, you're right. Yeah. They um, almost won that game. They lost yeah. three sets of two. Yeah, it was end. two to three. That was a good game by them. And Arlington, I believe, is top in the top five. five? Yeah, yeah, top yeah. five. They're fifth right now. Yep. And that's the, at the end of the season. So that's where they're going to be placed for the tournament. And heading into the tournament. I have the after bracket up if we want to look at the bracket. Yeah, I just want to put this in there. After the two losses, we moved from, I believe we were at fifth at one point last week, mm-hmm. and we moved from fifth to eighth. So yeah. we will be facing UTRGV. That's why I said that. Yes. And that's why I got them mixed up. And UTRGV is the number one seed in this tournament. We are the number eighth seed. And say we win against UTRGV, we'll face the winner of the number four and number fifth seed battle, which is Utah Valley versus UT Arlington, both teams we played in the regular season. We did decent against both teams. Both were also a loss. You know, we lost, but we we put a battle into those teams right there. So if somehow we can upset the number one seed, uh, we'll be looking pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think they have a chance if they uh, can get – past the one seed obviously it's going to be no easy task our girls were starting to figure out or find their stride later into the season anyways so who knows could be like the wild card weekend team that always makes that one run for sure and i guess just to put it in perspective the last time we faced off against utrgv was not when we like kind of got into our stride as you guys were saying Mm -hmm. um that was kind of when we were still trying to piece some things together they came into the AFEC and uh, won pretty handily. Um, but we had some really solid performances uh, from Molly and uh, Ronnie Robinson, actually, in that game uh, to really kind of control it for us. We, we've had some good things happen against them in the past. Obviously, it wasn't when we were clicking on all the right cylinders. So, as you said, yeah, we could. We have a chance, and the way Mackenzie Templeton's been playing and Reagan Beeson's been playing, we I think we we could do something crazy, do something really good. Go crazy, go stupid, exactly. eight seed all the way to the NCAA tournament. Let's do it. Call us the mm-hmm. Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll head over to football now. We played Lincoln University from California last uh, Saturday. And it was safely said, just a simple blowout. Obviously, like <laughs> yeah, they're one of the teams that travel to play Iowa's just, just cause, just cause. <laughs> um, it was fifty-five to zero. One thing I would like to talk about though are the couple injuries that we had in that game. Yeah, because it was a couple of our best players <laughs> on the <laughs> offensive side of the ball. I'm not going to speculate because I don't know exactly what happened with both of them. We didn't have the reports. But I know it was some type of leg injury for Lyle, from what Coach said. Lyle Santos, our center. And then Coach also believed that Isaiah had a concussion after the swing route that yeah. was just blown up in the backfield. It was it was a 
bad play. Isaiah just caught it and just was lit up automatically. One of those plays that, you know, for the defense player, you know, good on you, but just the contact-wise for both players, easily both players could end up with a concussion on that play. Just the impact was was pretty brutal. And the one thing I will say, so you guys don't seem like we're going at the player, it was a clean yeah. hit. It was a clean hit. He was it was. Just yes. on the ball. It was a yes, great it was hit. a clean hit. So, um... Something to add, though. We did see Isaiah in one of our classes today. I know he missed Monday, but he was here today, so that's good. That's really good to see. Um, we haven't seen Lyle yet, so that's one thing. <laughs> I'm unsure about that. But uh, Yeah, so that's just the two things from that. But besides that, for senior day, a lot of our seniors were actually able to play in their final home game here at Eccles Coliseum, and that was honestly really cool to see. You saw, like, Ewing come in. Uh, I can't remember the rest. Like, there uh, were so Femi many. had a good game. Girardi hunting amazing, as always. Oh, I yeah. hope I hope Girardi gets an NFL gig. <laughs> I really hope this man is just a legend in Very SU cool. football now. It was – I obviously wasn't able to make it, but I did catch up with some of the – the highlights and it was cool to see all the guys that have been here forever but there were also a lot of dudes that came in and put their faith into coach Fitz and really played pretty well he had trey kane doing some big things zach strand coming from frostburg with coach um others dylan smith the local beaver utah native um got to get in and made a couple of plays there too so really Really solid performance for all these seniors, and we'd like to thank all of them for all they've done for Thunderbird oh, yeah. football. Oh, yeah. The Beaver Beavers. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, for <clears throat> Is there anything else you guys want to touch on about that game specifically? Um, I would – how long it was, the penalties. Oh, my <laughs> The penalties <laughs> were something else in that game. Just almost every single – uh, play for Lincoln was a penalty. I you know I forgot <laughs> I forgot the number of one of their offensive linemen, but that one of their offensive linemen easily got like eight nine holding calls on him or, or something, something like that. Like hands to the face, hands to the face, like just that. every single snap there was just a penalty on him and him alone and no one else. And yeah, it was just insane to see that and just. Yeah, so many penalties, and, you know, we won 3-5-0. That's all that matters, the dub. We got the dub, and now we go off to Sam Houston. Yep. One, one other last thing, Davin Wilson, house call to the end zone. That was pretty sick. Yeah. Pick yes. six. Kind of got us scrolling in that first quarter. That's last. Yes. Yeah, I forgot I about that, yeah. And multiple players that we see throughout the defense, like Aubrey Nellums, um, had the fumble return for a touchdown. Yeah, I believe that was right after the pick six. Right after the pick six. And, you know, and, you know, me and Chevy got the inter- chance to interview him post game. And I, you know, I spoke to him about that. And he was like, after that, we were just rolling. Let's just do it again. That was just what he's, you know, based on what he said, just let's just do it again. You know, let's just keep rolling. Keep same mindset, strong mindset, you know, just stuff like that. And, you know, the defense definitely was in that mindset as, you know, they got a shutout, shutout win. And like you said, we're going to be going to Sam Houston this weekend on the 19th, who is moving up to the FBS. So they don't get to go to the playoffs, nor do we because of our record, unfortunately. And uh, Coach said this, uh, Coach Fitch said this himself, like it's, 
considerably like our bowl game because they're going to be an FBS program. Yeah, they don't get to go to the playoffs. They're obviously one of the better teams still, um, and it will just be a good matchup. And I know that the guys are hungry, and I hope that we have some people back by Saturday. But we're not really sure. Just whatever happens, happens. But I know next man up will be ready. Oh yeah, for sure. And Sam Houston, they're they're a pretty solid uh, team to go in and play. Um, did actually win the FCS national championship. Um, believe it was in twenty twenty one, beating South Dakota State. Uh, so gonna be a pretty tough opponent. I've had. Um, a couple of slip-ups this year, lost to Northern Arizona at the beginning of the season and Texas A&M in their opener, um, and then did fall to Abilene Christian, who's just rolling, I'd like to say. Mm. I did not expect it from him at all. Lost to them this past um, weekend, 45-28. to 28. So they're sitting at 5-3 on the year, still have a bunch of playmakers that can um, go do a whole bunch for them. Quarterback, Keegan Shoemaker, I would say is more of a, a game manager type. Um, six touchdowns, five interceptions, but they're they're pretty solid defensively um, as where I'd say would be uh, one of their strengths. Kavion Gaither, Phil, Jalen Phillips, um, both racking up the tackles and um, both have takeaways of their own this year. So it's going to be a pretty tough test, but should be a good way to close out the season uh, for the Thunderbirds. Uh, then we'll let's let's talk a little bit about women's basketball because basketball Oof. season actually yes. started. Yeah, for women's it started off well. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, men's and women's played on the seventh, both against uh, the University of New Mexico. Uh, and our men fell short in that game. I believe Tev had twenty eight points. Mason had like twelve. He had a double-double, I know that. Yeah. 12 and 13, I believe, is what he had. Yep, yep. Uh, 81 to 89 against a team with some NBA heritage. Yeah. Like Jalen House is Mike Bibby's nephew. Ah. Uh, yeah, I know. Bibby. Mike Bibby. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> and then um, Mash... What's his first name again? Mashburn. I think it's Jamal Mashburn. Jamal Jr. Mashburn Jr. Yeah, and yeah. his dad played in the league for I think it was fifteen or twelve to fifteen years when we looked it up. Yeah. So uh, definitely a good team there. Def- good guards for sure. Oh yeah. Great defending. Yeah, I know. You know, last night you know I was you know watching college basketball throughout, and you know it was at the halftime show, and they covered some of the scores, and New Mexico won their game. And they were talking just about the Mountain West in general, and they and they said this from the CBS Sports halftime show, and they were like, "Don't be surprised right now. New Mexico has one of the most underrated backcourts mm-hmm. in the nation right mm-hmm. now, and Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn, and yeah, it it's true at the moment. Both those guys are playing amazing right now, and yeah, New Mexico could be a scary team in the Mountain West, and they were a scary team when they played against Southern Utah on the men's side, but." For the women's game, that was a game we were all here for because it was actually a home game. Yes. The men's traveled, their women's traveled here. And our women's came out on top 76 to 68. And I'd like to <laughs> – I don't even know how to start that. It was a pretty uh, awesome performance there for our women because New Mexico, as yeah. we said in the preview, um, 
last week. They're a pretty amazing just program, too. Mike Bradbury, their head coach, has led them to four 20-win seasons in the past four years since he's taken over. Um, really, really solid uh, second seed in the Mountain West last year. And we, I wouldn't say dominated, but we controlled a lot of the game. Um, Tamika Whitman in her debut mm-hmm. absolutely just went off. Um, 20 points, 12 boards. Lizzie Williamson, who's been playing really well in the other games that we've been talk- we're going to talk about in a second, had um, 19 points on 9 of 10 uh, with 13 rebounds and 3 blocks. Really, really solid um, way to start out here in the APEC. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, and also, you know, just, you know, talking to people around just who, you know, watch SU basketball for men's and women's, you know, they're saying this is, you know, easily even, you know, and some people are like, oh, it's it's a women's game. No, no, it was a really good game. And for the Thunderbirds to win at home against New Mexico, it's probably going to be one of the most, most historic wins in the history of America for Sven Center just because of New Mexico always had good basketball programs. When you talk around New Mexico, they talk about the Lolos. They don't talk about New Mexico State. New Mexico State is like the redhead stepchild. Mm-hmm. No one mentions the Aggies. It's always about the Lobos. Always about them. For sure. And then they <coughs> did go on to get another win. There were so many games last week. We My had goodness. a lot of basketball. Oh, I mean, all sports, but basketball, definitely a lot of games. Yeah. They went on to beat the Benedictine Redhawks here at the America First Event Center just two days later. I believe it was 102 to 60. 60. Absolute just obliterated. (laughs) Um, Then headed up to Gonzaga. And that was pretty tough. Ouch. I mean, that's that's Gonzaga though. It's like, Gonzaga. Uh, lost ninety-one to thirty-eight up there. Um, Gonzaga coming off a run to the NCAA tournament. Um, really, really solid team. Could s- just score um, at will and just kind of asserted our presence um, throughout. Lizzie Williamson did. Still have a pretty solid performance in that game, and she, I think she's racked up three double doubles in the four games that they've played so far this year. So she's absolutely I killing it. I think she's it. close to averaging a double double right now. Which honestly, is nuts. Lizzie is a beast. Let's, yes. So let's double check total that sure. while you guys are talking about that. Um, and then they did go up to Eastern Washington, looking to rebound and bounce back, and fell in an absolute heartbreaker um, to the Eagles in Cheney. We're in it the entire game. Um, really came down to the wire in the last minute. Sam Johnston hit a money three uh, to put us up by one. Um, Eastern Washington came back down, shot some free throws, took the lead back. Sharita goes back down the other end of the court, gets fouled, hits one of two free throws to tie it up, and then <laughs> they hit a little floater um, with just four seconds left oh. to beat us at the buzzer. And... Absolutely heartbreaking, but still a very solid performance and stuff that we can learn from moving forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. They can definitely learn from this moving forward. And, you know, it's one of those losses that it's definitely a teaching moment in that, you know, 
also that, you know, SU and Eastern Washington used, used to be in the Big Sky together. So they both these teams know each other really well. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, you you know, we can say, oh, well, we, you know, we have Tamika. We should have won. Well, Tamika was also in the Big Sky Conference. So Eastern Washington also has footage of her when she played at Idaho State. They know everything. They basically. know everything. Yeah. Like, they've seen all of our players. Yeah. Everything like that, yeah. They, they know everything. You know, but, you know, us in Eastern Washington, you know, usually recruit the same region as well. So it's... You know, they know everything. We know them. It's, you know, so it's a tough loss, but it's one of those losses that you can say, well, they know us really well. It's going to be know? one of those games. That's always a battle. Every exactly. Every time we play them, I'm sure it will probably stay, I'm sure we'll probably stay with some of our Big Sky opponents and play them every year. Yeah. But there's always going to be those games where it's going to come down to the final play like it did uh, on, I believe it was, yeah, Monday. Yeah. And going back to that, Averaging a double-double, Lizzie actually does. She's averaging 13.5 points and 10.8 rebounds per game. Which so is crazy. That's team leading in both categories. Yeah. Which is crazy because we do have Tamika, Delani, Sharita, like a lot of good scores. And it's something where you just got to like attribute probably all of her work in the offseason just to be down low and just – not afraid to throw her weight around and score the basketball and go up strong because that's where most of her uh, damage has been done is in the paint, just going straight to the rim and just not being denied. And definitely having trust from her uh, playmakers too now because this is her actual, like, full – she started all of last year so mm-hmm. that she had got that full season. Now going into her second year, the, a lot of the guards are either – Juniors or seniors, and I believe she's a redshirt sophomore. She's a redshirt junior. 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 Yeah. So she's definitely just working her way in, and it's good to see that because having somebody who's 6'5 for us is going to be huge. Huge. Absolutely. And then the women have a little bit of some time off um, Mm -hmm. until they go to Eugene to face off against the Oregon Ducks on Monday, which will be another very tough opponent. Oregon is 3-0 and on the season, having pretty, like, every single game they've played, they've won by a significant margin. Beat Northwestern 100-57. to Destroyed fellow uh, WAC um, conference member Seattle 90-47. to and then beat Southern University 83 to 46. And this Oregon team, it's it's a powerhouse of a program. Sabrina Always. Unescu. Yeah. One of the best players in the WNBA right now. They're always good. It's it's definitely going to be a test, but also it's stuff that we're going to have to learn from and build on going in there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Oregon also just, they've been ranked nationally throughout the last couple years and made numerous NCAA tournaments. The Pac-12 was easily one of the best women's basketball conferences out there every single year. You know, the top six, top seven teams usually make it in the NCAA Mm -hmm. tournament, which is unheard of in in, in NCAA tournament. If you look at the men's, maybe four teams will make it from a conference. You know, the Pac-12 sends at least six, seven teams every single year. That's how wild of a conference and how good of a conference it is. For sure. And Moving on to the men's now. Chevy's getting tired over yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> you need to pick the energy up, Chevy. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying, man. <laughs> uh, so for the men's, 
they've actually had a pretty fun week too. Obviously, we talked about their loss to uh, New Mexico, uh, but they did play Thursday against Laverne University or the University of Laverne. So just a California team. I believe they were a D three non scholarship. Mm-hmm. Looked them up. They beat them one seventeen to fifty five. They had a lot of honestly just kind of time for role players to f- start getting oh, minutes. That's that's a big thing. And Coach Simon said that in one of his post game pressers after mm-hmm. these games, like this three game stretch that we are just coming off of, is so important to build the rest of the team. Where when we're gonna need him down the road, whether that's Parsifala getting some minutes, um, Martell Williams becoming a really big scorer in these games. Um, you can go on and on with our bench that um, really just showed out these past few games, but really crucial games to build our team. Yeah, you know, kind of just warm-up games. We also had Windsor, uh, Bethesda, Bethesda, and St. Catherine. I used, I used to call it Bethesda, and then I got yelled at, and they're like, it's Bethesda. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's Bethesda, okay. Um, but, yeah, you know, these are all good warm-up games. You know, just like I said, you get the rotation moving through. You know, you get, you know, these are games also you learn, you know, because, you know, you know, these are, you know, you know, not the best opponents. So it's not like if you make a crucial mistake, it could cost a team. But it's one of those things where a coach can pull you aside and be like, hey, do this and do that because we can do this versus this opponent, you know, as now they go on the road to face the defending national champions It's Kansas Jayhawks, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. It's going to be tough. One thing I'd like to add, though, just to that Bethesda game, that the sentiment wasn't shared with the people around me when I was down there watching that game. They're a little number 55. I don't know his name. <laughs> you guys weren't there, but he's no. probably five foot eight and was just absolutely killing us in some points. Put up 22 points. I was super impressed. He was... They have Nate Robinson, basically? Amar Ross. Amar Ross. Amar Ross. Awesome. 9 of 21. He had 22 points, 3 steals. (laughs) 8 turnovers, though. 5 assists. 5 assists, because he was just literally hucking stuff up from... It felt like mid-court, and sometimes it was going in. It was was pretty crazy, so got to give him props. Um, But, yeah, as you said, moving into uh, Friday taking on the national champions who are riding high off of a very, very big win over the Duke Blue Devils. Um, was it last night? Yeah, it was last night. We saw the – well, I saw the Bleacher Report come across. I was probably playing games, if I had to guess. I was just kind of taking the night off last night from split everything. But the first thing that came to my head, and I almost did it, was texting our professor. I was going to say, many are saying that this is um, – showing the true colors of the Duke Blue Devils and how they're overrated possibly this season. <laughs> Hayden Coombs, if you listen to this podcast. I said uh, that. No, no one else said that. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, um, a very big chance for our men's team to go in there and get some very, very good ex- uh, experience against... Undominant team. Um, Kansas made their way through the NCAA tournament last year. And just, I don't know, another word other than just dominant to describe them as as a team. They just kind of dominated that tournament last year. That's why they're the reigning champs. That's why they're starting their season 3-0, beating the Blue Devils. Because 
Although Seth said that the Blue Devils are no easy team to beat. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are... Who's their center that's working their, his way back into the rotation right now? For Duke? Or, I'm not sure if it's the center, Flip? but he is a big piece of it. Let me see. Are you talking about Kansas or Duke? Likely. Oh, like... Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Derek Likely was kind of... Um, believe from what I understand is he was coming off of an injury mm -hmm. into this game so I know he didn't play much time and he didn't look the healthiest that's just uh, verbatim from what Aiden said <laughs> <laughs> well and you gotta think Duke has Roach who was a key piece last year for him um, and is probably one of their biggest leaders coming back uh, this year they also have Flip Kyle Flip Filipowski um, who's big and Kansas did very, very well against them. Uh, Jalen Wilson, uh, 25 points. Grady Dick, 14 points. Um, Grady Dick's a freshman, too, and he's already making such a huge impact on the Jayhawks. So it's it's going to be it's gonna be tough, but our boys have been looking pretty solid these last few games, and we're scoring points at will. We're probably – I know it's against these three teams, but we're probably the – nation's leading scoring team what we put up 100 and 126 yeah. 112 yeah. 91 probably got the most points um <laughs> but uh, very solid uh team right now um, we're all clicking drake allen in one of his post games said that you i don't think you can find a closer team than what they're at right now and that's probably going to speak volumes for him going yeah. into this game and going into the season beyond. Yeah, I think uh, team chemistry is going to be huge for us. You know, we, you know, you know, Cam Healy and F Felix Lamenti, they played at Monteverde Academy in high school together. You know, came back here for their last year, talked to each other throughout the transfer process. But also, uh, you know, there's five Australians on the roster, which is huge because it can add a sense of home to the team, just a sense of belonging. And, you know, you can, you know, the Aussies on the team can talk to each other and be like, yeah, that's what we did back home. What did you do? Oh, yeah, I do that as well. You know, just, you know, stuff like that, you know, it's just huge. You know, even when, you know, if you go to a college and you find a, another player from the same state as you, you automatically have a connection. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, for example, Lyle Santos, he played at Arborview Arbor High School in Vegas. And when in the first day of classes, when I mentioned that, oh, I'm from Vegas, right of class, what high, high school did you go to in Las Vegas? It automatically builds a connection. You like you instantly have just like, oh, we're we're we've seen the same stuff basically, kind of yeah, type of thing, yeah, and lived through the same type of thing. So I see what you mean for sure. And I just thinking right now, keys to the game going into Kansas, just uh, stuff off the top of my head. One guy that did not play against Bethesda that we were all wondering what was wrong was Tevian Jones, and. For us to go in there and do what we're going to do, Tev has to be dynamic and be able to score the ball oh, yeah. pretty pretty often, pretty easily. He's such an important player to this team and has so much talent and skill. Whether it's going coast to coast or pulling up and um, hitting some mid-range days, it's, he's going to be a crucial factor in this game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely, and I think just ball movement without turnovers is the hugest piece to this game, honestly, and I feel like... I think every coach probably says that when they enter a game, but, like, we have shooters at every position. Like, just shifting the defense just slightly to get anybody open is going to be huge. For sure. 
Absolutely. It's gonna be gonna be pretty interesting. Uh, is that on ESPN Plus? Yes. Yeah, yes. Um, tune in on ESPN Plus. If you have ESPN Plus, if you can get it, you if not, just it. use some like you know Reddit links. Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> Reddit links, yeah. or if you have a buddy that has it, and they know they're not gonna be using it that night. I know you can stream an ESPN Plus account on three different devices. Mm. So, if you have ESPN Plus out there and you know you're not gonna be watching the game, but you know three of your buddies want to watch the game, give your account to them, and <laughs> there you go. They can watch the game and be happy. So you know. Share and be a friend. That's about it. Yeah. Cheer Thunderbirds on. Um, Let's go birds. And go birds. Uh, I don't think we have much left. We're going to have next week off of sports, basically. Yes. And, well, except for the women's. I think uh, they play Monday and Saturday. But we do have no classes because of Thanksgiving. So yeah. it's going to be pretty nice. Get a nice little break. The men's, oh, yeah. men will be in Lae, Hawaii. Oh, yeah, for the, uh, the classic. North Shore Classic. Yeah. That'll be fun. I want to see Jason Spurton surfing. I want to see him <laughs> surfing in Hawaii. I want to see him surfing. We're the 16th right now. We would be back the 30th. 30th. Not sure. Against. That'll be when the men's team will take on Montana State that night. Familiar foe. Yeah, familiar foe. Yes. Yep, and uh, thank you for listening to Thundercast today. Um, as always, thank you for listening, and also... Happy holidays, everyone. Please, please, please travel safe. Thanksgiving, Christmas time, you know, easily the busiest time of the year on any roadway here in the country. If you're flying, driving, taking a shuttle, whatever your mode of transportation is, I don't know if you have like a big eagle and you fly on the eagle, but just, you know, travel safe (laughs) and, you know, let's go birds.